Welcome to Femboldened, a podcast where inspiration meets aligned action, where science meets spirit, and where you've landed to enliven the bold within you. I'm your host, Angelica Pascone, women's empowerment coach, specializing in helping heart-centered, high achievers like you shatter their personal and professional self-built glass ceilings. Get ready to awaken to your truest potential as we dive deep into the emboldened stories, wisdom, and medicine of our fellow sisters to energize you into living your bold. The question is, are you ready? Let's get started. Emboldened. Welcome, Femboldeners. I am pumped. I think you remember me and Laura on episode 11. And if not, pause, go back, listen to her story. Today's going to be filled with so much juiciness. Laura, welcome back. We're going to talk about relationships today, masculine, feminine energies, how that relates to Tantra. I'm going to give you some scenarios that we've probably all been in, and we're just going to see you shine and share your gifts with us. How are you? What's alive for you today? Welcome back. Episode 22. Yay. Yay. Thank you so much, Angelica. I'm so happy to be back. I'm so happy to be here. It was so much fun last time, and I'm just super excited for today. Love to share, and we'll see what unfolds. (laughs) Awesome. So let's dive right into it. Remind us again, what Tantra is and what Tantra isn't. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the, what it isn't, and this is funny because I think maybe I mentioned this in the last episode, you know, a lot of people in the, the Western world, I'll say, associate Tantra with just sex alone and just kinky sex positions and, you know, 101 ways <laughs> um, to have sex. And that's just not true. It's not all what it is. Um, so I'm just going to say that straight up, if you're interested in only learning kinky sex positions, then Tantra is probably not really for you because Tantra is a deep dive. It is so much more. It's a way of being right. It has really, really ancient roots, like going back thousands of years. It's related to yoga, to, to meditative practices. It's a state of being, of cultivating an awareness within yourself, of living your life every single day. And It's interesting because it's a little bit vague when I describe it like this, but it needs to be experienced. It's not something that you can really intellectualize that much. It's really all about the experience. It's a state of being. It's like, you know, you you can only describe happiness so much, but it's a matter of being happy, right? You choose to be happy. It's not something that you do. It's something that you be. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting when I think of happiness, I always relate or... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I tend to feel the word happiness is typically attached to an outcome or a thing. And that's Mm -hmm. what sort of we've been, when I, when I see the word in my mind's happiness, I think it's attached to a car or it's attached to, you know, having what we'll get into this, but having a comfortable, steady, non-eruptuous relationship, right? Uh, and and whereas just being mm-hmm. is there's that allowance, um, there's acceptance, there's it, it's this groundedness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you described that really well, you know. And it's absolutely it. Like we often look outside of ourselves for the satisfaction. 
and for like for happiness. We expect something to make us happy when really it's all within ourselves, kind of regardless of the circumstances, right? We always get to choose in any given moment. And Tantra is all about cultivating that very awareness within yourself that you do get to choose. And it's, it's, I'm sorry if you can hear sirens in the back, but it sounds like there's some it's okay. <laughs> um, Yeah. Uh, so, so where was I? <laughs> um, so it's about cultivating this awareness within yourself so that you aren't attached to the story that you're telling yourself, you know, that you, that you might be stuck and, you know, past certain things that will repeat themselves, like certain patterns from the past. Like that's not your ultimate truth. Tantra is all about your ultimate truth, which only exists here and now in this very moment. That doesn't mean that the past didn't happen or that it's not part of you or it's not valid, not at all. You know, we can totally recognize that. Um, We can work with that to release certain patterns and traumas and, you know, whatever else might be present for you now. But the ultimate truth of Tantra is, what is your experience right now? What do you feel right now? You know, this is what's true. And that's what Tantra is all about. And of course, then it goes into accepting the everything because Tantra is so all-inclusive. That's the other key part of Tantra, that it's so incredibly all-inclusive. And so it doesn't reject anything, right? You're totally welcome and encouraged to feel all the things. Mm-hmm. to be all the things to fully and truthfully authentically express yourself in any given moment which includes of course your sexual energy which mm-hmm. includes being in partnership with another person right so it's all included it's all welcome it's all encouraged and that's the power of tantra is really honing in on that and it makes it a practice it makes it a state of being day to day moment to moment and it's incredibly powerful and of course masculine and feminine feminine energetics play a huge part in that, right? Like it's the the coming together of the all. <laughs> yes. I love all this. Awesome. Mm. What, what would you say? It sounds, you know, how you're describing it. Tantra sounds a lot like mindfulness. How is yes. it similar? How is it different? Yeah. So, so Tantra and mindfulness definitely walk hand in hand. Um, there, there is a lot to being mindful, you know, when you are practicing Tantra. But Tantra is not like, actually, they are really, really similar in in that sense. So mindfulness is really focused on the mind and being present with the mind, whereas Tantra gets, if there's that, but it gets much more into the embodiment. Like Mm. it's much more of a embodiment practice and being in your body as well. So they're definitely interwoven, you know, with that probably being a bit of a difference that Tantra is much more being in the body and also accessing specifically certain energies within yourself, whereas mindfulness is much more about, well, being in the mind, you know, being really present, being here and now. So yeah, definitely they're super connected, but also a little bit different. That yeah, makes sense. it yeah. sounds like Tantra is taking it a step further, like mindfulness, yeah, just like you yeah. were saying, yoga, meditation, that's like step one, yep. right? And mm-hmm. two, I don't want to say escaping, but but taking yourself out of that's so funny. I just heard taking yourself out of the equation uh-huh. because usually we're causing our own problems. Um, <laughs> right. And then, and then Tantra is that, like you said, the embodiment. And I think that's, this is like perfect timing because this is, this is kind of where I get stuck because I don't, I don't know how to do that. And I just had a therapy session today 
And she said, I think you need to sit with your anger. And I agreed with her, but I'm like, I don't, what do I do with it? Like, how does that work? So how, how, what does that look like? How do you go from A to B? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where it comes into, first of all, making like a commitment to yourself, like a dedication to, to understand that this isn't like some sort of like quick fix kind of thing that like, okay, I'm just going to go do this practice for 10 minutes and that will be that. So it's, you know what I mean? It's not like that. Tantra is so all inclusive. And so, because it's, it, it is literally living your life in this kind of like more aware and more conscious and more intentional way. Right. And allowing things to all flow. So it really is where the masculine feminine come together. And I will talk a bit more about that, like what that actually means. Um, And it's something that gets to be easier with time as well, you know, as you make the intention, as you do the practices. And, you know, you can take that extra time, like for, you know, yourself, of course, like 10 minutes of meditation over here, half an hour of yoga over here, all of it helps. Mm -hmm. But to remember that Tantra is like the all of it. It's your every single action, every emotion, everything throughout the day. Um, so it's because it's not a compartmentalized thing, right? It's not like, okay, I'm going to go do my Tantra practice for like an hour now. Mm. Like that's, I think the difference is that it's something that becomes like your everyday sort of rhythm or routine in, in just becoming more aware of yourself. So like sitting with your anger, you can do that in a sense where you would sit with it in meditation for 10 minutes and allowing yourself to feel that is tantric. But it's also tantric to take that anger with you into the kitchen and do dishes and still allow yourself to feel the anger, right? And like, that's the thing, you're giving yourself permission to kind of feel all the things as they come up in the moment and still be doing other things. So, and, and then seeing where that takes you and where that brings you, you know, maybe then you want to go for a walk. And you feel like, okay, this is my truth right now. This is what I intuitively feel right now will help me release this anger. Just walking, just taking in like some fresh air. Maybe I need to go and punch this bag over here (laughs) or scream into a pillow. You know, all of that is acceptable. And it just, it's like, okay, what, what do you deeply feel like would nourish you right now? You know, this is an tantric experience in itself. Like when you allow yourself to kind of flow with that. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. There's so much permission in that too. Yeah. Right. I think we have, and you can explain this, right? It's very masculine of us to want to create a rigid routine or that in order to get here, you have to do this. But there, I used to have, you know, pre mommy days, I used to Mm -hmm. have what I called uh, soul Sundays, especially what Chris was working retail at the time. So he would have to work every other weekend. So basically every other Sunday, I would just do whatever the heck I wanted. And I'd check in what next. Okay. What next go to Barnes and Noble. Okay. What next go to this section. Okay. What next get yourself a coffee. Okay. Mm -hmm. What next go home, take a bath. And it was awesome. Yeah. But no, it makes, it makes perfect sense. And I, I, it makes it seem, I think we've been taught that emotion, like don't have emotions. And uh, Mm -hmm. so, so we've learned to fear it. Right. And it's, it's scarier 
to experience the emotion than the emotion is itself. So, so taking it with you and like you had said, so, so nicely taking your anger and doing the dishes, it makes Mm -hmm. it less scary. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because we're only afraid of the things that we, that are unknown to us. Right. And the thing is like, absolutely. Emotion has been largely suppressed, you know, in our society and our greater, like, uh, in our greater, like permission, you know, this is like, okay, you're, you're not supposed to feel angry because, Ooh, it's ang- I actually wrote a post on this. Not even that long ago. It's like the most vilified emotion. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing wrong with anger. Like, of course, if you go and act out in violence, you know, that's not okay. You shouldn't do that, but you already know that, but there's nothing wrong with feeling angry and it can be very liberating because anger can show you some things that, you need to face that you need to address in your life. Like, you know, it's very good to do some introspection, right. And like to do some, some inner work here to like, ask yourself some questions like, okay, like, why am I feeling this? And is it really anger or is, is there like an underlying sadness potentially, you know, attached to this that I'm not allowing myself to feel. So you can kind of like uncover the different layers. And that's with, with, with Tantra as well. Like, you know, there's the mindset piece, but there's also the intuition piece. There's the embodiment piece. Like there's so many intricacies involved. Mm-hmm. And that's why I go really, really deep in my containers and they're longer containers because there is so much to uncover and so much to dive into and so much to be revealed and to be felt. And emotion, which is energy and motion, it needs to be felt. If you don't feel, if you don't allow yourself to feel it, it's going to get stuck and bottled up somewhere in your life, in your physical body. You know, you might get like a sore shoulder. And you might not understand because you didn't do anything to create a sore shoulder. Like physically, you're like, why is my shoulder sore? (laughs) You are so funny. And Laura is also highly intuitive. She pointed to the exact same shoulder. They're the same side that my shoulder (laughs) bothers me when I'm feeling like I'm being a burden and I haven't expressed that yet. There you go. Nail on the head. You are funny. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true. And this is the exact timing again. It's so funny. This was the exact conversation I was having with my therapist this morning was she said, you know, I think all of these feelings are coming up because you're repressing. You've been repressing so much emotion and it has, it's bottled up and it's, it's challenging for sure. So it is challenging. And I mean, and that's, that's part of it, you know, like, that's why I believe in, in Tantra so much is because it does allow you the space to, to face your challenges, you know, openly and with acceptance and with love, you know, like learning to love yourself on a deep level. That's a, deep, a big part of Tantra, of course. Um, and, and yeah, just moving through the things and releasing them. And the truth is, There's ultimately, maybe I've said this before as well in the last episode, but there's ultimately nothing to learn here. It's just about remembering, remembering that, you know, you already got all the love inside you. You've already got the the power to do what you want to do within you. It's all already there. It's just a matter of remembering that, peeling back, you know, all the, the, the stuff that you've been kind of under, like the conditioning, the patterns, the trauma, the masks that you're basically wearing, mm-hmm. peeling those back and just like shining as your true self, right? Because Tantra is actually all about being who you truly are in moment to moment every single day. And because that is your ultimate truth, right? So in any time 
that you're feeling a resistance or something that like, you know, you just, you can just feel icky about it in some way, or it doesn't quite align, then you know that you've got something you're hiding under you're, you know, you're, you're not expressing yourself fully, basically, because whenever you are expressing yourself really fully, and you are really like, aligned, you know, with your deepest inner child self, the truest expression of you, you're going to feel good. Like you're not going to have the the ickiness stick there. So every time that you allow yourself to feel sadness, to feel frustration, to feel angry, you know, you release those things, you move through them quicker, you discover something new to look into in your life or about yourself. And you become a deeper and deeper and more true expression of who you actually are and how you want to show up in the world. And there is so much liberation and so much freedom and so much power in that. It's so transformative. So that's what it's all about. We came here to be who we truly are, you know, which is this unique, loving expression of human divinity. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, and, you know, and we hide, we hide because we're afraid. We're afraid that people will judge us, that we'll be criticized, that, you know, we can't really express ourselves how we want. We're afraid of these things. And it's all about letting go of that, you know, just being who we truly are. And it is, it's challenging. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that you can walk into the Tantra world and just like, it's all going to be super easy, but it has the potential to get easier and easier and easier. Right. And that's what it helps you do. Mm -hmm. So it helps you do in a way that you can really be (laughs) in a way that you can be your, your true essence, your true self. I love it. It's, it's funny. Um, I'm looking at a sign that my, I was in a sorority. I don't know if I ever shared that with you. I was in a sorority in college, Theta Phi Alpha. Mm-hmm. And my big sister made a sign for me, which was, I think it might've been like our saying or one of, I'm, I'm going to be like pounded in Theta Phi hell for not knowing the whole story behind this. Anyways, it's a quote that we live by and it's nothing great is ever achieved without much enduring. And that's, that's the truth, right? I mean, that kind of makes it sound like work your ass off and then it'll pay off. Mm -hmm. But really what it means is practice makes perfect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. That is beautiful. And, and, uh, you know, looking within can be challenging, but you know, just as well as I, that when you are in a partnership, mm-hmm. especially a romantic one, mm-hmm. that mirror of that other person showing you mm-hmm. where your weeks, maybe weak spots, isn't the right word, but, mm-hmm. um, showing you the sticky spots. That's probably better. The sticky spots. Yeah. Yep. Oh my goodness. I feel like that can be even more challenging because then there's triggers and there's now we're dealing like what we're going to talk about soon and masculine feminine energies. And I'd love to hop into that. Is that something you're down, yes. down for? Yes, for sure. For sure. It's so true. Like, you know, a, a, a partner really is a blessing and they are a mirror and that's exactly, you know, what a, what a relationship is all about. It's about like, seeing our own reflection, you know, dealing with the triggers and with the things, you know, the patterns and the traumas from when we were younger. And absolutely like this, it's actually, it can feel so challenging, but it's a blessing that it's like that because you can grow so much in a relationship, like so much more than if you're not in one. And 
that's not to discount, you know, being single because being single has its benefits and it's also really, really good. And there's things you can experience being single that you, you don't in a relationship. Um, but a relationship is so incredibly powerful for the most intense personal transformational work. Like it's mm-hmm. just it's that mirror, right? Like absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you co-evolve and there's a lot of beauty in that, but it also challenges. Yeah. <laughs> so what is masculine energy? And we've talked, I've talked, we, we've had other guests on the podcast that talk masculine and feminine. I've mentioned it before. Let, can we define those? What, what is it? What do they look like by themselves? How do they work together? All mm. that. Mm, yes. So first I just want to, in, in case nobody knows this, um, masculine, feminine, feminine energies are present in every single person. It doesn't matter if you're a man, a woman, you know, if you don't, identify as a gender like it doesn't matter these energies exist within every single person they're present everywhere it's like the you know duality like everything it's like light and dark and male female this that like it's it's like that mm-hmm. so it's energy and it exists within everybody and it's important that both are valued and that they are kept in balance you know ideally so, and of course, you know, I'm not going to get into this too much. I'll just briefly touch on it, but then we'll get more into the relationships part of it. But I think it's very clear in that in the world, like we are way more in our masculine, like that's much more value, right? Like, which is that push drive kind of action energy. And of course, it, it's incredibly important. And, you know, I'll talk a bit about more about that, of how it is and how it can be used. But it's important to recognize that that's why we have a lot of the problems in the world that we have as well because we're so unbalanced right like and then it's reflected within ourselves because most people are also too much in their masculine including many many women so it's important to understand like what these are how they work and how they actually complement one another you know and they are meant to be interwoven and aligned and balanced and then when they are you know things shift really beautifully in a play into more ease, more flow. You know, we love hearing those words, you know, it's, they just, they sound so good and so juicy and we all want to flow more with more ease, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it's so easy, you know, to get like stuck and there's a bit of a wall and then the flow stops a bit. And that has a lot to do with the energetics and with the masculine and feminine being and, you know, aligned. So the masculine is what holds the space, right? It's the the strategy, the plan, the action, it's, it's what gets things done. It's the anchor and the drive. So it's the execution of an idea. So the masculine like is that driving force, right? The feminine is what fills the space. It's the flow, the creativity, the natural expression. It is the idea, right? So those are the two different energies. And of course, this makes up like everything in our world. You can just like look in nature, you know, like there's examples all over the place. But I'll, I'll give an example of like an imbalance. And so this works for whether you're a man or a woman or however you identify. So if you're too much in your masculine, that means you're too much in your head. So you're constantly like overthinking. You're thinking about everything and then thinking about thinking about that. <laughs> and, you know, just trying to like figure it all out. And you're like doing all the numbers on the paper and all the calculations, and all the things. Um, And you're trying to push things, 
you know, like there's this kind of like a pushing energy. And again, there's nothing wrong with this energy. It's incredibly useful and powerful. But if you're too much in it, then you're going to be stressed out. You're going to be burned out. You're not going to have that much fun. And the creativity is not going to be flowing a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. So if anybody listening to this, you know, if you, <laughs> you tick those off, you know, you're too much in your masculine. Um, whereas your feminine, if you're too much in your feminine, you don't have enough masculine, then you're going to have like a lack of clarity. Right. So there's, there's no, there's nothing to, to get you to do the thing. So it's like, oh, you have these like kind of ideas. You're like, whoa, creativity is flowing like crazy. You got all this flow, but you're not getting anything done, <laughs> right? Like you, you don't know how to approach the thing. You're like, you're lacking the strategy. And another thing, if you're too in your feminine, you might be too reactive to stuff. Like you, your moods might be like all over the place, mm -hmm. right? Like, because feminine is like, there's a lot flowing there, including moods and emotions. And again, nothing wrong with that. Um, if you're too near masculine, you might be, you know, out of touch with your emotions, not feeling things enough, right? Which is a, a big issue. But if you're in your feminine without the masculine to balance it more, you're just going to be too all over the place. And, you know, it's like a roller coaster. So that's like what the imbalances look like. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, you know, this can be happening in either body doesn't matter. Um, but in general, I will say with what I see in the world, with what I see in both men and women, everybody's way too much in their masculine, generally. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Because, you know, as, as we mentioned not too long ago, their emotion has been villainized yeah. in our, in our society. Yeah. Definitely. And if you, I know, I know as a woman, maybe you can relate to this. There's been times where I express emotion and I'm, I'm being told that I'm, I don't want to say too sensitive, but I'm moody, right? Mm -hmm. Or um, mm -hmm. untamed. Yeah, I don't think those words came up, but you you seem wild and not logical. So you don't you're not making sense right now. Yeah. Go do what you need to do, and then come back when you're you're ready to talk. Kind of feeling. Yeah. This that dismissiveness. The dismissiveness, yeah, and you feel like you can't really be yourself because you're not being like accepted, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah yep, exactly. Yeah. And, and it's always going to be, well, not okay, I won't say always, that's not true. But usually, when you're in a female body, when you identify as a woman, you're going to lean more towards being generally more feminine, mm -hmm. usually, right? Like in certain aspects of your life, you might be more masculine, like say with your work, you might have more masculine tendencies. But in general of who you are, like day to day, moment to moment, you're going to lean usually more towards the feminine. And you know, it goes for saying that if you're in a male body, you'll probably be more leaning towards the masculine energies because male body, female body is like the physical, like we're getting like really woo now, but actually it makes a lot of sense. Um, they're the physical representations of these two energies, mm -hmm. right? Like that's, that's it. So it makes sense that they'd be expressed more like that. And also this brings me into, into the relationships. Polarity is attractive. Mm -hmm. right? Polarity is attractive. So the masculine is attracted generally to the feminine, right? Mm -hmm. And vice versa. Like mm -hmm. even in a same sex couple with the same body identification, oftentimes one person is going to express more of the feminine, one's going to be more of the masculine energy. That's mm -hmm. usually how it is. Right. So polarity is attractive. And, you know, I'm not going to get into like why that's so that's like a whole other thing. And I'm like, 
that's that's okay. We don't need to go there. But but that's just how it is, right? Like you can feel that it's like palpable, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I like to think of like makeup sex, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. It's a good example too. <laughs> yeah. But so I think a lot of the the issues that arise within relationships, like where things could maybe seem like they're not as fun anymore, or, you know, they're not as like, you know, like in the beginning of a relationship, I think pretty much everybody can relate to this. Like, it's like, oh, sparks are flying. And, you know, you're just getting to know each other. The energy is there. You feel it. The polarity is very strong. Then though, you know, after some time, that kind of tends to fizzle for a lot of people, you know, right. which is you know considered quite normal. Also not actually a big problem. It's a biological thing. I think if we were constantly flying high, we would never get anything done. <laughs> right? so it's not a bad thing. It's not meant to be like that forever. Mm-hmm. However, you do not want to end up in a place where you're just living as roommates or as like just friends, you know, because it can get there because you're still, you're still romantically a partnership. You're together. People have needs. Mm-hmm. right? Like it's where the, you know, the sexual energy comes in as well. And that's where you don't want to go. And I know, I know many people do. And that's where, you know, it's important to understand, okay, like, let's look at the energies behind this. It's like, are, are we unbalanced? You know, like, are we both too feminine now? Or are we both too masculine? Like, did we lose the polarity somewhere? Right? And rather than like digging too much into the like, story of it, like, you know, Tantra doesn't like to attach too much to story. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. we can go a little bit there, but then like let's let that go and see like where are we now, right? Like what can we do about this now? Let's get present. So you can look at it and be like, okay, we don't need to go too much into like all the like why this happened. Let's be like, okay, this is real for us now. This is where we're at. Here we are, right? Here and now. So what's happening now and what can we do you know to change it if we're not satisfied where we are like let's open up communication communication of course is another big part of relationships mm-hmm. another big part of tantra tantric relationships um and and it's it's an imbalance in energy that i think is actually very very common and usually the culprit like and and what's happening here Great. And you know, it happened in my own life too. So I can talk about it like from personal experience yeah, as well. I, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And you know, it's it's interesting because I I I wonder how often like what do they call it? The seven-year itch, right? Is usually when things quote unquote fizzle. And yeah. and often it's mistaken as okay, we outgrew each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Or or you know, we're not meant to be, or you're not who you I love the you're not who I married. Well, of course not. <laughs> I've experienced all these experiences, all these ex- different experiences. You're not who you, I married either. And that's what, that's a good thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. how do you, if, if you, if our listeners are thinking, oh, wow. Yeah. The fizzle's gone and mm-hmm. we're arguing mm-hmm. more. How do I know if I'm in that imbalance? What are, what are some of the signs? Yes, definitely. I'll, yeah, I'll get into that. <laughs> um, and, and I will also say that sometimes it's true that you do outgrow each other. Mm. That is true. That can happen. You know, one person might be like, I don't know, totally different direction, 360, like going this way. And the other person's just not on that path. And you were together for a while while you were on the same path. Beautiful. 
and now you're not. And sometimes that's hard to accept, but sometimes that is the truth, you know? Okay, thank you so for that. That's okay. Yeah, perfect. It's hard, but there's also nothing wrong with it. It just means that you're not aligned anymore and that happens. It's okay. Um, yeah, and, and other times, absolutely, more often than not, it's usually just that you are not balanced energetically anymore. You lost the polarity and you're headed towards roommate land. <laughs> and, you know, if you want to, it's it's not even that you don't desire it anymore. Like you desire to, usually what the case is, is that you desire to have more of that spark. You desire to maintain that energy between you, but it's like, okay, I don't really know how, like, this is how I'm feeling now. Um, I know kind of what's going on or now I'm aware of what's going on, but like, I don't really know how to get back there. And also I will say, that you know you don't want to walk backwards you don't like you know you do change you do grow and it's very unreasonable to be like okay I'm marrying this person and this is exactly like what you said before like this is exactly how this person is going to be now for the rest of our marriage and for the rest of our lives and do not change because I'm marrying you like this (laughs) like like your yearbook never change (laughs) and and that is not not realistic like people do grow people change you know in relationship you grow and change and evolve together and you should be supporting one another you know as you grow and evolve and change and and you want the absolute best for the person right like if staying in one certain way of living isn't benefiting them anymore or they're not happy then obviously you'd want them to change to make changes so it's just important to, to remember that and to not like have this ownership over this person just as they are now, you know, and like cling on to that because that's yeah. not healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I'll just mention that as well. Um, but yes. Okay. So, so imbalance in relationship. So if you're, you know, like I described what, what it looks like to be imbalanced, like to be more in your masculine or to be more in your feminine. So what you can do is you can reflect on that and, and look at yourself and be like, okay, like, you know, I'm, I'm the woman. I'm generally more feminine. He's like, I'll just take this as an example. He's the man who's generally more masculine. Were we very strong in these energies in the beginning? You know, you can do a little bit of like looking back to see where you were to, you know, like a little bit of that is good. Mm. And where am I now? Like, like, do I still like really feel strong in this feminine way of being? And is he still really strong in his masculine way of being? Or have there been some changes where both of us have now become more masculine or both of us more feminine. It's usually that the two people are more in one together, which, you know, takes away from the polarity, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's generally the case. So it's just a good idea to kind of like look at that within yourself, within the other person. Mm -hmm. And then talk about that a bit, like, you know, like really look into it. Um, And then see what you can begin to do to, shift into the other polarities and that's not to say that you can't access the other energy you know like there's probably a reason why that you might now be a bit more masculine you know Mm -hmm. but when it comes to the sexual energy you know you really want that polarity because that really is what has that spark Mm -hmm. and that really like gets things going so so for instance here I've got a couple of examples that I wrote down earlier as well so just say these two so a woman might feel like she's not being understood by the man. You know, I think that's actually quite a common thing. That's as very well. common. Oh, yeah. me. <laughs> um, 
And then the man might think she's crazy. That's a common one too. This right? is so common. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, common, so frustrating. It's like the last thing you want to hear. So the man doesn't open up and he doesn't allow her to open up. He doesn't give her the space. So this is if a woman is in her feminine, but the man doesn't give the space. Remember the masculine holds the space, Mm -hmm. right? That means that the man isn't necessarily being in his feminine, but he's just not being a strong masculine. Strong Mm -hmm. masculine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the woman is going to feel like, yeah, like she's, she's, she's not being understood. The space isn't being held. Of course, that's going to dim the lights on mm-hmm. the, you know, on the relationship, on the the spark, on the desire, on the sexual energy, if that's how the woman feels. And the man is going to feel because, because he's closing off, he's going to start stepping back, right? Mm-hmm. And he's going to feel like, like she's kind of, quote unquote, crazy <laughs> in some aspect, mm-hmm. right? Because he doesn't know how to hold the space for her emotions. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to hold the space for the feminine. Mm-hmm. But he's not anchored yeah. in his own masculine, right? So then it's good for him to understand what the feminine energy actually is. The fact that it is very wild. It's cyclical, cyclical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a lot of flow there. It's okay. You know, for all she wants is just to be heard, mm-hmm. to be heard. Like that's it. Like just to give that space. And it's important to understand how these energies work so that the man can be more centered in that masculine, which is just to be present right? To hold that. So, and of course this might feel a little bit uncomfortable at first, right? Like with him to do that, of course, but it's a matter of recognizing what's going on here and then just intentionally doing it and making the space and being more present. And then once he anchors more into his masculine pull, her feminine is going to be able to freely flow. She's going to feel safe. She's going to find this attractive that Mm -hmm. he's, that he's like this anchor, right? That's attractive for the feminine. And then once the masculine feels comfortable being in that masculine pull, he's going to find the feminine more attractive again, right? It's not going to be like the sort of intrusive energy he was feeling like intruded upon, right? Because he didn't know how to hold that. Yeah. And now it's going to be like, oh, wait, like she, she feels safe with me now. Like this feels good to hold this space. She's opening up to me. I'm okay with this. Like, wow. Like that kind of that stagnant or strange energy is dissipating. Now it becomes more attractive again. Mm. so that's one example like just to you know like the different poles it's so important um and then another one it's a bit similar but i'll talk about this so let me just read over my notes so yeah <laughs> I, just, I saw a couple of notes here i didn't uh, talk about this but yeah like the man might feel that he's he's being too criticized that the woman is being pushy Right. So, mm-hmm. and, and these are all such, such common, yeah. common things. And from my own experience in the past as well, when I didn't understand energetics that well, you know, or like these different poles. And I'm like, now I look back on it. And I'm like, okay. Like I totally get it. Like I was, I was way too, um, like I was too in my feminine. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was just too in my feminine and he was not able to be in his masculine. So no wonder, like the poles were not matching. They weren't balanced. There was like, no, like, yeah. How do I say like real, like the connection was almost like severed slightly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's tiring. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 very eye-opening. Like once you can really understand like the the energetics behind it, you know, rather than just like I feel like you're not listening to me. It's like, okay, well, what's underneath that? Right? Mm-hmm. It's always so much deeper. Yeah. Than just and of course, a natural thing to do is like, okay, let's not talk about it. Let's avoid it. That's like yeah. the worst thing you can do. The yeah. worst. Do not, you take anything from this call, guys. <laughs> <laughs> do not do that. For the people in the back of the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um that that's like the, the main example that I wanted to give because I think it's actually a really, really common scenario. Like often that's what happens. Or, so, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. Cause I, have yeah. a, I do have a question. Okay. Sounds good. Um, or, you know, a woman might all of a sudden be, this is actually something that happened to me not long ago in my relationship that I had to like really kind of catch quickly. The woman might become much too masculine. She mm-hmm. like I was like I was in business mode <laughs> like twenty four seven you know I was like and I wasn't making space for my feminine in my business I was way too in the masculine I was constantly like go 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 like do 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 you know like I I dropped my femininity I felt like just left it I was like frumpy I was wearing sweatpants <laughs> like all day like I <laughs> you know like. I wasn't moving anymore. I wasn't doing the dancing. Like, you know, I was not to say that all women have to dance or that all femininity is dancing, not at all. But you get the point. Like, I, I just wasn't there anymore. And naturally, I've always been quite a feminine person, but I just went so far into the masculine. My man, you know, it's almost like he was thinking like, um, I'm dating, like I'm like dating a, a male energy, like in a female mm. body here, like, you know, like that's how he was feeling. And it's not that attractive to him, right? Because he's really attracted to the feminine. So I had to remember like, okay, Laura, I can put my business hat on when I'm doing the business stuff. And then I'm going to take the business hat off and leave it, leave the masculine, you know, and be more my feminine with my man. <laughs> so, you know, that's another thing as well. Like it can easily go that way. And yeah, and and he was actually struggling a bit being too in his feminine, interestingly. So that was interesting how the pendulum swung because he was quite unclear about a lot of things in his life, right? So masculine is usually has that certainty kind of energy mm-hmm, to it, mm-hmm. groundedness. He was very ungrounded. And I was feeling more and more ungrounded myself because I couldn't really kind of lean on him a little bit when I needed to, right? So the, ma- the masculine and feminine energy between us was kind of swinging all over the place. <laughs> and, and it wasn't very in, in alignment and very balanced. And I will talk about like after your question about what you can do to get more in balance. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that's perfect. I'm glad you used those examples. Thank you for going hmm. into that. It, it, they're also relatable. Hmm. So in your, in your first example, which is all too common, here's the feminine energy wanting to be expressed, wanting to be understood and the male energy, not able to hold space. In that example, you used, um, you were, you were starting to explain how to, how that imbalance could be corrected by the masculine energy being able to hold space. Yeah. What if that individual isn't able to hold space how can the feminine energy help shift 
Or can that feminine energy help shift that scenario? Mm. What would that look like? Mm -hmm. Good question. So the best thing that you can do is to remember that first you start with yourself, right? Always start with yourself. Even when you're in relationship, you start with yourself and you can almost like be the example, right? And you're like one person might just be more aware of these things. Mm-hmm. You can be the person that starts more of the communication, right? So to be able to almost like educate your partner a little bit, you know, on these things as well. So I think it's also quite common as one person might be a little bit more aware of these things and might be more into the spiritual world, more into coaching and all this stuff. So it can start with that. It can be as simple as that, you know, just just making the effort to have more of that open communication, um, to sit down and like really do some introspection on these things and be like, hey, you know, these are the things to tell I'm feeling. And yeah, that can feel a little bit daunting, probably, mm-hmm. you know, if you've never done that before. But I promise you, it's, it's, it's a good idea to do that rather than to, you know, avoid like what I said earlier, don't avoid, don't avoid the things. Um, avoidance is just gonna, there's just gonna yeah. be more of a buildup of, of frustration. It's not a good idea. Um, and what might be helpful is if you are realizing that, you know, in this case, if your man is just like backing up, like he just can't handle it, you probably need to tone down your feminine energy. That that doesn't mean that you need to shut it off by no means yeah. at all. You are, and there's nothing wrong with it. And it's important that you have the feminine energy because of the polarity, right? He's going to be attracted mm-hmm. to this However, it might be too overwhelming and for him to be able to build that anchor that's required, he's going to need you to tone down a little bit first. Right. And then you can like express more. So this is also like, if you're just too much in your feminine to just balance it in yourself a little bit anyways, right. Which would be good for you. And then when you do want to express and you have all that going, remember to just be a little bit more sensitive because I'm also going to say this, and this might rub some people the wrong way, but I, I honestly believe that oftentimes men are a little bit more sensitive. <laughs> They're a little bit more sensitive to these things. They, they, mm, yeah, I don't want to say it to the wrong way. I'm, I'm not saying men are less involved than us or anything like that. Um, but I find that men can struggle a bit more with feeling their emotions just because of the way we've been raised, right? Like yes. men aren't supposed to feel, they're not supposed to cry, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So they, they struggle a little bit more with, with like, oh shoot, like there's something a little bit like that I'm doing wrong here. There's something I need to work on, you know, because men like to be like, nope, I got this all figured out. Like mm-hmm. I don't need help. <laughs> right. So yeah. you got to yeah. be a little bit a little bit more aware with that and a little bit more, um, more sensitive in that regard. And like, look at yourself a little bit more as well and be like, okay, like, you know, what steps can I take to kind of like, just tone back a little bit to give him the space. I'm not gonna like, not be me, you know, I'm not going to suppress myself, but I'm just going to be a little bit more considerate here. Right. Just to, to help these, these energies kind of balance out a bit more. So just that, I think that would be really helpful to do. Um, and I guess, yeah, does that, does that make sense? Does that That's perfect. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I'm good. <laughs> I love that flexibility in that. And what if this might even not happen, but I'm just curious. What <laughs> if, um, okay, here's, let me see if I can even explain this. 
what if, and, and we're told, I'm, I keep using um, heterosexual examples, but by all means, like you said, there can be same sex couples, all, the whole spectrum. Yeah. Um, but in, if the typically feminine energy mm-hmm. is more masculine and the typically masculine energy is more feminine and mm-hmm. they're used to each other being that way, but one has shifted because mm-hmm. they've grown. How does that, how do, how do we start <laughs> fixing that? I don't want to say fix because that sounds horrible. How, how do we face that? Oh. Does that happen? And like the other, the other partner is used to the other partner being in their masculine or their feminine, but yeah. they're yeah. not used to doing that. And are we getting too hypothetical? <laughs> Well, I think, I think everything's possible. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think that there's some things that are more common than other things. And some things are less common. Um, And and it's definitely not a matter of fixing anything. You know, we're always where we're meant to be, you know, we're always growing and evolving and it's all okay. Um, So if, yeah, so if the yeah, that was almost like a bit of like a tongue twister. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I wish I had a whiteboard. Drawing it all out. Um, I think, you know, it's also important not to overanalyze or mm. overthink the things either, right? Because that's like mm. a whole other thing where we can get too yeah. much. Yep, yep. Okay, gotcha. And, and stuck and like complicating things. So just to like, you know, to stay simple. And like, you know, if that's the case, just recognize that, okay, is this can we move forward with this? Yeah. You know, like, is this going to be okay? Or is it a problem? And do we want to go back to how it was? Right. First of all, like, look at it that way and be like, all right, this is where we're at. Mm-hmm. This is how kind of we got here. We don't need to look too much at how we got here, but this is where we are. You know, are we, are we happy here? You know, like, is it just one partner that has an issue with it? Is it both partners? Is, is it like, you know, can we, how will we move forward from here? And looking at it that way first that's obviously unique to the the couple right like mm-hmm. that's you got to really like be um understanding of that like it's it, <laughs> I can generalize to a degree and then it's like okay but now like let's look at you specifically right because everybody has their own things going on and their own reasons and all that mm-hmm. um, but I would say first of all accept yourself here you know and that goes for anything wherever you're at like accept yourself like, you know, love yourself. And if you don't know how to love yourself, you know, just begin to accept yourself more because loving yourself and accepting yourself, but they really do go hand in hand. And, and like, look at like, ask your partner, like, you know, what is it that you that you desire? What is it you that you might like more of, you know, like really ask mm. those questions and just really sit with that with each other. Um, there's specific tantric practices with sexual energy that you can also, you know, get into if you if you are struggling with that, because generally when the energies get unbalanced or when there's um, a, an issue with the polarity, oftentimes what happens is sexual sexual energy begins to fade, right? Mm. So it's good to just like do some things, some juicy things that, you know, might reactivate those that mm. as well. Um, yeah, so 
I think like, yeah, because we can't get too like specific with it, but with what you're saying, it can happen. It's probably not quite as common. It would be more of a matter of like looking at the actual, like, you know, people specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just getting really present with where you're at. Can we move forward here? Do we want to move backwards? Like, what do we need to do? You know, like what new thing can we start? And I'll get into that a bit as well now. Like what can actually be yeah, done? Yeah, please. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. And, and also just to remember that you know, you're here right now. This is your, your, your present reality. This is your truth. And even though we're talking about like balancing energies, like it is important not to get too much into, okay, like, like, you know, like, let's make a big list of all these things on this side of the energy spectrum and on this side of the energy spectrum, you know, like that can just be kind of counterproductive as well. And to understand the basics of how this works and like what creates it and what you can do. And then just to be more in like a flow with it rather than like bullet points, Mm -hmm. right? So getting back into the flow here and that's a little bit more feminine, but sitting down and having the conversation in itself is the masculine, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and then just like going with it, you know, like that's more of that getting into that ease with the feminine. So there you go there. You already have more of a balance, right? Just by Mm -hmm. doing that. (laughs) Just by starting. Uh. Yeah, exactly. Just by starting. That's it. Um, So I'll give a few examples of how you can get more into your masculine and into your feminine energies. And of course, this can be, you know, again, whether you're a man or a woman, however you identify, you know, if you want to get more into one energy or the other, these things can definitely help you. So if you want to get more into the masculine, this might be surprising for some people. Yoga is actually more masculine. Surprise, surprise. Mm, (laughs) I can see that. Yeah. I know, I know. I didn't like when I first learned about this. I was like, okay. Yeah, no, I I get it. I get it. Yoga is, it's a very like structured thing, right? You're like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm doing this, this thing. I'm doing these specific poses. It's actually more of a masculine energy. Mm. Meditation as well as like that within meditation, you know, there's so many different types of meditation and some might be considered more masculine and more, mm-hmm. more feminine, but it's also more of like, a, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm doing my like 10 minute, one hour meditation. I have certain affirmations. I might be saying to myself in the meditation, that's also more of a masculine energy, but I will say that meditation is so, so good and beneficial, uh, like across the spectrum anyone at any time in your life whether it's masculine or feminine just do it (laughs) just do some sort of meditation like I cannot Mm. put enough emphasis on this Mm. meditation is so helpful what and whatever one resonates with you you know Mm. um sports suppose that one is kind of obvious that's more masculine you know like any kind of sport even if it's volleyball or frisbee or golf or whatever it is like sports is more of a masculine energy so if you you know like any kind of sports you know, like get more into that kind of that energy. It's good for your body. Um, hiking as well. Hiking is like, you know, it's not really considered a sport, but it's a physical activity. You know, you're getting out there and you're moving your body. Um, then we're, we'll get more into the non-physical. So goal setting, right? Making a plan, sitting down like and, and planning something out, creating a strategy, you know, it might be in business. It might be the to-do list, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hang on your fridge it could be you know the chores that you that you want to do in the day so any sort of goal setting any sort of like regimen that you lay out is a very masculine energy Mm -hmm. 
really help you, you know, as well, like get you very grounded. And, you know, if you're too like floaty, if you're floating around too much and you find like you're having difficulties with like, you know, getting things done, then obviously creating something like that, like a, a thing that you can follow is going to be really helpful. Um, so working from the mind, right? You're working from the mind. That is a masculine thing to do. Um, holding the space, right? Being the space holder, being, you know, the anchor, holding the space, that is very masculine. Um, and of course, you know, worshiping the feminine is a masculine thing to do, to worship the feminine energy, to understand what the feminine is within yourself, within your partner, mm-hmm. right? Like, so that is in itself masculine as well. The feminine um, embodiment practices, like somatic type things, dancing, free flow dance, just put on some music, allow your body to start moving. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different from yoga because there's no structure. Yeah. Right. So you're just like you're flowing, you're allowing your body to do whatever it feels like doing. Right. That is very feminine. It's very much flow. It's all about like just letting energy come through you, through your body. And however it feels right, you know, that's how you're going to move and express yourself in that moment. That is incredibly feminine. Now, if you do a salsa dance, that's more masculine because mm-hmm. like very like step by step, like you, you know, you take specific steps. Mm-hmm. So but I would say because it's still a dance, it's kind of like like the two together in one, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You got the, the dancing, so more like both. Art, music, any kind of art and music, mm-hmm. like very, very creative, right? You're letting creativity flow, whether it's singing, you know, or painting or whatever it is. Art is much more in the feminine. You're channeling that creativity. It's coming directly from source. It's flowing through. You know, it's not like you're going to write a mathematical equation about the painting that you're about to do. Generally not. <laughs> painting by numbers is a good mesh of the two. Right? <laughs> I suppose. I mean, there is that as well. So, I, I mean, I'm a very like free flow painter. I'm just like, woo, throwing that paint on the canvas, you know. <laughs> I'm a very feminine painter. But you're right. Like it can be more masculine as well. And actually, that's a good example of showing how the two really work together. Right. Mm-hmm. So coming together, you have both like the salsa dancing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so funny as you're going through these examples. I'm, I'm like, wow, actually, I'm definitely more comfortable in the masculine. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know, other than singing and I love to make parodies for Ezzy and songs and things yeah. like that and being creative with him other than that I prefer to have a structure with art. Like I'd want to know something's going to come out nice. Mm-hmm. Not quote unquote mm-hmm. nice. So yeah. interesting. And, and it's good to be able to observe that within yourself, you know, to mm-hmm. begin to see that in yourself, like where you're at. And also to recognize that, first of all, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, mm-hmm. like if you also want to say, if you're finding yourself kind of unbalanced somehow, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it you know, um, and it's normal to be more in your masculine over here, more in your feminine, this part of your life, you know, like that's totally fine. Or, you know, you might be more of a feminine person, more of a masculine person, again, not a problem. The thing is, you don't want to be only in Mm -hmm. your masculine all the time with all the things, because like I said, you're going to be stressed, you're going to be burned out, you're going to, it's not going to be fun, right? And you don't want to be only in your feminine, and just like have zero structure. Right. Because nothing's ever going to like really happen because it's just you're too, you're too like flowing in the air. Right. So yeah. just a matter of that. Like if you're recognizing that there's certain things in your life that you want to like accomplish or do and it's just not happening, it might be because you're too much in one or the other. And that, mm-hmm. that's what I look at. Um, 
So working from your intuition, right? That's mm-hmm. very fun. I know you're very intuitive. So there you're mm-hmm. very, very feminine there. And yes. that's very deeply um, feminine. Um, your feelings, right? Like, like allowing yourself to feel your feelings, expressing your feelings, your emotions. That's incredibly feminine. Um, having a bath <laughs> is a feminine thing. Like, you know, water itself is a yeah. very feminine thing because it flows, it's fluid, it's constantly moving. And, and that's a very good physical representation of the feminine energy is water. So having a bath, just, you know, really nourishing yourself just for the sake of it, because it's not like very, it's not much like a, a, an action or a goal. It's like, okay, I'm having a bath, but it's just like, it's about relaxation, about presence, about letting the water soothe you. Right. So it's a very feminine thing to do. Um, Time and nature. So I said before in the masculine, going for a hike is a masculine thing. However, going to sit on the beach or going to sit in the forest or just being in nature for the sake of being there, not hiking anywhere, that's actually a very feminine thing. Mm -hmm. You can see those differences, right? (laughs) Um, Taking up space. The feminine takes up the space. The masculine provides the space. The feminine takes up the space. So that means that you know when you're free flow dancing for instance like you're taking up that space you're just fully Mm -hmm. expressing yourself right so this is taking up space rather than holding the space um like for instance if you're working with a client you're holding the space for a client right like if you're a coach um or a healer you're you're holding the space for the client that in itself is a masculine thing right and you're letting the client be the feminine energy there because they're filling the space Mm -hmm. right so that's another example. And then, of course, like there's things you can say and practices you can give that can be feminine or masculine, but you holding the space is a masculine thing. Mm. Um, and the feminine fills the space. So taking up the space and then trusting the masculine. So the masculine worships the feminine. You can use different words saying worship. Mm-hmm. I love worship. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the masculine worships the feminine and the feminine trusts the masculine. Mm. So you get into this like, ah, I can be myself here. I can express myself here. I can be held here. I can be comfortable here. I can be supported here. Mm. So that's the differences. And that's like, you can see how like they really do come together, right? They work in harmony. They do. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, like you want in a relationship, you want to have those polarities you want to know where you're at energetically you want to see that you know in your relationship and your partner if you are struggling in some way if you're noticing you know things aren't quite like feeling right you know it's definitely important to to take a look at these energies to see how that is within yourself to see how it might have shifted and then yeah of course like see a little bit in the the why potentially but don't linger there definitely Mm -hmm. come to okay this is where we're at this is where we are it's okay I love you, you know, mm-hmm. I accept you, I love myself, I accept myself here. And now how do we move forward in a way that's gonna, you know, really work for us. Mm-hmm. And that's also unique to the, the couple to the relationship, you know, to like, really like dig deep there. Um, like I said, you can begin to do these things, right, you can begin to do them as a couple, you can begin to do them by yourself more, you know, to just like get into these energies more. Um, and then, of course, you know, you can do it with sexual energy and sexual practices as well, where, you know, you can do massages for each other. You can, I mean, that's like a whole other world <laughs> as well that 
or you can go oh. into so I'm curious for, for those who are realizing that there's an imbalance and we know there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I love, I love that forgive permission and forgiveness and self grace that you're, you're giving over and over again. Mm-hmm. What are, and, and you had mentioned it earlier. A lot of times there's one member of the, the couple who is perhaps more self-aware mm-hmm. what questions could that individual who's realizing, okay, there's an imbalance here. What questions would be great to ask to the part, their partner to get a better idea of what they're, I know you had mentioned one, you know, what is it that you desire? What is it that you want? What, what are some other questions that, that perhaps would, would spark a conversation um, to, that leads to the spark? Mm, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. Um questions to ask. Yeah. So obviously, like what I said, like, you know, what do you desire more of? What is it that, you know, you find really attractive about me in me, you know, like, what was the thing? And like, maybe when we did have more of the spark going, like, what is it specific? Get specific mm-hmm. as well. People are way too vague. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're afraid that they're going to hurt someone's feelings and that's legitimate and that's great. You know, that's fine. However, it doesn't get you moving forward into where you want to go. Um, so get really specific about, you know, what is it that you really want? Like, do you want to do some role play? <laughs> you know, for instance, this is really good <laughs> that. Like, people don't talk about this yeah. stuff enough, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, what is it that you are desiring more from, from me? Like what really, you know, turns you on or like, or what is it about me? Like what's maybe something that I'm doing or saying that I'm not aware of? Like, please tell me, make me aware mm-hmm. of it. Like I might be doing stuff and saying stuff that's bothering you that I have no idea I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I can put my hand up here, right? Like yeah. I've totally been there. I'm like, oh my God, like I didn't know I was doing that. Like thank you for finally telling me like, sure. I feel like a tiny bit crushed, but, but I know it's all in like, in good. Again, as long if you're not attaching to it, right. And identifying with those, those things. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, just those kind of things to get very specific and also to, to see like, you know, how, how are you feeling like right now? Like always come back to now and what you're feeling now is this bringing up some, is this very conversation bringing up something for you that you're feeling uncomfortable with? Maybe, you know, mm-hmm. something that you'd like to share. Is there something that you haven't shared with me that you're holding on to that, you know, might be creating distance between us. That's often a very common thing as well, that somebody's mm-hmm. like not wanting to share something, right. For the sake of, you know, afraid that it might hurt their feelings or maybe something terrible will happen in their relationship. Mm-hmm. It's always important to be really transparent and really truthful and honest with your partner always, you know, even if it has the potential to, you know, end up in some sort of disagreement or argument, it's always much more important to just put it out there. So just to to ask those questions that might be a bit uncomfortable, like look at that within yourself, be like, okay, I'm having an inner dialogue with myself right now. You know, if I would ask this question, like, you know, like, does that feel uncomfortable for me? And if it does, that's probably what I should ask because there's something there. Like it's, it has a charge, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So just to, to get into the, the things that might feel a little bit edgy, a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit daunting, 
Um, and, and it's amazing what you might realize once you start doing this is that your partner has been craving for you to ask these things and say these things. They have been craving this like communication and connection. And there's probably something going on inside them, you know, that they want to talk about or that they want to address that they haven't felt like they could. But now that you're taking the first step, somebody has to take a step. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Like, yeah. like if you're feeling it, you, you just got to go there. And then once the first step is taken, the other person will be much more likely to meet you there. Yeah. Right? So, and, and that's what creates more of that unity, more of the connection, more of the intimacy, because intimacy is not just sexual at all. Mm-hmm. Intimacy is all the little things. It's like, it's the kiss in the morning. It's yeah. the, the hug goodbye. Like it's all the things. It's the mm-hmm. cuddle on the couch, right? It's all intimate. Mm-hmm. So you just want to remember that as well. Um, I think I have a list of a lot of questions in my journal over there somewhere with more specific questions, but those are perfect. Uh, but yeah, this is kind of like, you know, a start to just really shake it up a bit, like really, you know, rattle things a bit inside yourself. Because like I said, like, it's you got to go beyond your comfort zone. You got to go beyond because, you know, if you continue to to avoid things, if you continue to, you know, not um, go there, then you're just going to continue to be stuck in the same place. You're going to continue with the stagnant energy. You know, you got to release that stuff. So it's really important to kind of shake it up a little bit. And only then are things going to start moving. You know, only then will the resistance fade. Only then are you going to be coming to those realizations that maybe they were blind spots before in your relationship, mm. but within yourself, you know, your partner can often see things that you don't even see, right? Yeah. And yeah. then mm-hmm. tell you those things. But oftentimes, of course, they don't because they don't want to hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. But we got to go beyond that. I think that's where kind of conscious relationships are heading towards. You know, people want to be more and more in conscious relationships where people are up leveling, people are evolving. We want to be with a so-called awakened people, you know, that are aware of this stuff, that want to have these these conversations, that want to go deeper, and then you can go deeper, right? Then you can activate all this within yourself. So, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Whoa, what a ride! <laughs> oh my goodness, so much information. I I I I read the way of the superior man a few years ago, and you you've taken that and done so much more with it. That was written for the man. It feels like. So I was kind of doing my, I was over analyzing it while I was reading it to try to make it, you know, towards feminine energy and myself and how it relates, but goodness, you, you've, you really dive deep and given us so much valuable information and application. Mm -hmm. I, I can't thank you enough. This has been amazing. And I love seeing you shine in what you do. Thank you, Angelica. Thank you. That, that means a lot to me. You know, it's my, my, my pleasure, my joy, my passion. I absolutely love sharing this message, these insights and, you know, like just activating something within somebody, you know, like if it was just like one little thing, it could have just been like one little phrase or one little piece of information that can be like a big aha moment for someone like that. That's all it is. That's what I'm grateful for. And that's what I'm here for. Mm. (laughs) Where, what sort of resources would you guide people towards that want to know more about 
masculine feminine energies within themselves, within their partnerships, within any relationships, where, where did, where, what are the best places to start? Where are the best places to start? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, with like, with where, how I learned these things was specifically through my tantra training. You know, when I did my tantra training through my own life experiences, through my own, like, I suppose, readings. Um, it's funny. I don't have like a specific, like read this book, (laughs) um, (laughs) like specifically go here. So, um, yeah, I wish I did, but these are just things that I picked up, you know, through my, my own life experience, through my own Tantra experience, my own trainings, my own practices that I have, um, which I teach as well. So what you could probably do, I know that there's, you know, there's a lot out there in regards to this, I would maybe start just, you know, get on the good old Google and just type in, you know, masculine, feminine energetics to read more about it. Um, Look more into Tantra as well, you know, because Tantra obviously is about this too. Um, There's a lot of different avenues, but yeah, I'm sorry, I can't give you something like more like concrete here. Um, But I I would. I would invite all those interested to just follow you. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Awesome. Can you remind can you remind everybody where to follow you? <laughs> I'll just leave myself out here. <laughs> um, yes, please do. I would love to have you in my space. Please come follow me. Um, I do, I share a lot. Uh, so yes, you can find me um, on I'm on Instagram. My handle is laura.isabella.muckney. Uh, you can also find my website, which is lauraisabellabeauthentic.com. Um, or you can find me on Facebook, which is actually where I'm most active. So I've got my personal Facebook page, which is Laura Isabella, my business page, which is Laura Isabella Machney. My last name is, I'll spell it M-A-C-H-N-Y. Some people struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also got a Facebook group as well called Becoming Tantric, which you can find too. So lots of goodies in there. The free masterclass as well. I'm going to be doing more free trainings, and I do speak about feminine, masculine energetics uh, when I share more of this. So yes, you can definitely follow me. Please do. <laughs> you, you do a lot of free trainings, so I would encourage anybody, anybody, to to hop on that Laura train because you're always there. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you again for sitting down, having this conversation with me. I, I'm so grateful. Thank you, Angelica. Thank you for having me again. I'm so happy to be here. I love you. I love this podcast. I love the conversations we have. And, you know, your audience are obviously amazing. So I'm, I'm just really grateful to have been here again. And just sending so much love to all of you, all of you listening. <laughs>